hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. We're sorry that we missed you last week, but we think this week's inspirational podcast will more than make up for it. Today we talk about the amazing opportunity we got last week to speak at three different events in Ohio and how we created those opportunities to get what we really, really want. Are you getting what you really, really want or are you settling? If you want less of what you kind of want and more of what you really, really want, here's what you really, really have to do. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to get part of the in-crowd. Everybody wants to to look good. My my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem. Normally, we don't drink on queer money, but because we're talking about a subject that David is rather vanilla on... Grab a glass of wine because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money with David and John. I am not David Auten and he is not John Schneider. <laughs> So uh, hey everybody, we, <laughs> we have to apologize to all of our listeners if um, you may or may not have noticed, depending upon how uh, up to date you are with listening to our podcast. But we missed our show last Wednesday, April twenty sixth, um, and that's because we had a uh, we were on a speaking tour in Ohio, of all right. places. How <laughs> fancy do we sound? Um, and unfortunately. We just got too bogged down with work and all the stuff that we were trying to do to prepare for that event. And so we uh, didn't get a podcast posted. So uh, quite ironically, this week's podcast is pretty much about that event. Um, so we apologize for, for that, but um, hopefully uh, you weren't too disrupted. Right. But as the uh, title of the podcast shows, our focus today is on getting what you really want. I think that uh, most of us have a daily list of desires of things that we want <laughs> yeah. um, and that range from everything from simply getting out of bed. <laughs> Sometimes we don't want that, but having to get out of bed um, all the way to wanting to achieve something amazing. Yeah. So how, how do we get what we really, really want? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Right. I think that John and I would love to share with you the, that sometimes um, the hidden meaning or the hidden desire behind what we really want is uh, is maybe something a little different. Yeah, so we've said a lot in, in our writing on DebtFreeGuys.com and other platforms. And now um, on our speaking tour, we've told people that through the process of paying down our debt, we've realized that there were ultimately three things we wanted in life. It wasn't all the distractions of the fancy clubs and the, and the expensive clothing that we couldn't afford, the expensive dinners that we shouldn't have gone on. Well, we, we narrowed it down to three things. One, we wanted to save for a financially secure retirement. Two, we wanted to travel the world much more than we have already, and that's, that is still a desire. And three, we wanted to give back to our community which eventually, which evolved into what has become Debt Free Guys. But the underlying reason for all that, the non-altruistic reason for all that is simply that David and I want to spend more time together. 
all of those three goals sort of feed into that ultimate goal of just being able to spend more time together. We are in love. We love spending time together. Um, we can certainly spend time apart and certainly appreciate our, our alone time. But by and large, we just want to spend more time together. And working a nine-to-five job or working each having our own nine-to-five job um, doesn't provide the kind of life that we ultimately want. And we are structuring debt-free guys in a way that we can, one, spend more time together, two, be financially independent, and three, be geographically liberated. So we can do, for the most part, all of debt-free guys and manage the various income streams that we have with debt-free guys from anywhere in the world. Right. Even after 13 years of being together, I still want to spend more time with the guy sitting next to me. <laughs> and I think that that's, a, that's you know, it's, uh, an exciting opportunity and prospect for us uh, to be able to spend more time together. Obviously, we still need to have our alone time. Yeah. But um, our goal is to have this common life that we live together and really enjoy. And um, that's part of the reason why we work really, really hard to get what we want. Really, really hard hard. <laughs> so, you know, we've got we've got Debt Free Guys is our main business and the primary platform or at least the initial platform for Debt Free Guys is debtfreeguys.com and we have monetized that to so the website alone brings us some income. We also as we've explained in some of our recent podcasts and debtfreeguys.com writing, we also have uh, income from our freelance writing that we do for other platforms such as Forbes and Motley Fool and a couple of other, other companies that we write for. So that is another income stream that we have. Uh, and we've got several of uh, several income streams. One of the income streams that has taken taken us a little, little bit longer to build up and that, has, that um, is critical for our ultimate success, we believe, uh, f- both to help us achieve our goals but also to help serve uh, the LGBT community as, as, as much as we want is to get into public speaking and we've uh, started doing that uh, and so excitedly and happily we're able to report that we've, we're, we're doing that. Right. I just want to stop you there for a second, John. I think that one of the one of the things that we need to share or want to share is that John and I recognized early on that it wasn't just Saturday and Sunday that we wanted to spend time together, that we wanted to spend our whole week together. And that meant that we needed to rely on or create an income stream or multiple income streams that would allow us to do that. Uh, being a consultant or being a, um, a an entrepreneur uh, is a step in that direction, whereas where it allows us to have more time freedom, and as you mentioned earlier, some location freedom to be able to live where we want to live or be where we want to be. And that all feeds into, and we've talked about this before, having your feeder goals. Your feeder goals feed into those ultimate goals. So we laid out this plan of these are some basic things that we would need to have to get what we really want. Right. Yeah, we do talk a lot in our writing and in our our speaking about the need for everybody with the, the evolution of our current economy, with everybody needing to eventually have multiple income streams. And so while the primary income stream for most people will continue, at least for the, the foreseeable future, be a W-2 job, it's beneficial if you want to be able to make the financial advancements that you want to make and um, reduce your re- reliability on 
an organization or a company for you to have other income streams. And that's why we've been telling our audience to start getting into blogging, start getting into uh, freelance writing, start create, creating your own side business to help create some more income for you. And that's kind of what we've been, we've been doing. We've been doing it aggressively and um, enough and it's now evolving into it, uh, Debt Free Guys will become our main income stream with several different income streams under that. Right. So what does this public speaking look like for us, John? Tell us, <laughs> tell us what the, how this, this path that we followed to get to what we want. Well, so um, we, we knew we set out a goal a couple two years ago that we wanted to get into public speaking. We've taken some courses to help build that kind of a platform. We had a mentor for a while who is a very prolific public speaker. Uh, so we've been doing some research and education on our of our own, and we've come up with a couple of different presentations that we can give and that we can then nuance depending on the 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 audience that we're going to have at a particular location. But very often when you're, when you're creating a platform from scratch, the same thing happened with our freelance writing. It takes a while to build that up. You've got to uh, create the credibility for somebody to give you an opportunity, and then you've got to be able to maximize that opportunity when you have it. So uh, just because two years ago we said we wanted to get in public speaking, it didn't necessarily automatically open doors for us. It right. took us a while to get there. And luckily for us, our uh, the success with DebtFreeGuys.com and our uh, freelance writing has helped create a platform to get us into the public speaking space. Now, that's not to say that that's the only avenue, the only way to get into public speaking, but for us, that has been the path that we've taken. Right. That I think back to many of you have watched our Monday Money Minute videos. Some of you have watched some of the video podcasts that we've done or when we originally started Queer Money on the Blab website. We started preparing ourselves consciously and subconsciously to be able to speak in front of a group of people by doing it on camera we were able to go back and watch ourselves and say how would we correct this or what would we change or improve um, so that kind of was our, our our maybe our sandbox to get started in uh and so that we could build this future right and the same thing happened with our, our freelance writing we had to figure out what our message was very often, I think when people create, they want to get into the blogging space or this the the coach personal coaching space, uh, or the public speaking space. You hear and listen to a lot of people who do are doing and are successful at doing what you eventually want to do, and it's very easy to sort of adopt what they say and their recommendations and their advice. And while it may be applicable, you don't want to regurgitate the same stuff that everybody else is saying. You want to create your own message, and that both in our writing and with our public speaking has sort of taken taken its time. Um, and now that now that we have our our unique voice and our unique message, it's starting to resonate with people where I think they're willing to, to take a, a chance on us. And the more that we get out there and the more opportunities that we, we take and are successful at, the, the less of a risk it is to whoever it is that's um, asking us to come work for them or work right. with them. Right. So, you know, I think back to... Um, we had uh, tried to arrange meeting with some folks from Prudential last summer at an event that we we go to every year called FinCon, which is a personal finance bloggers and media media um, um, convention convention. Yeah, and unfortunately we weren't able to meet with the Prudential people, but we we continued to uh, have, maintain a dialogue with them, and eventually they asked us to last November to speak at their LGBT financial experience tour in San Francisco. 
and uh, everything was kind of a whirlwind. David and I had been working on a couple of, of presentations or, or speeches that we would give, so it wasn't like we were starting from scratch. But um, they didn't, we didn't get confirmation that we were going out to San Francisco until two weeks prior to the the event. Um, so it was kind of a whirlwind of an event. But what was what's interesting is, as much as we knew we wanted to do this, I think the um, and we've been to San Francisco before many times, so that was all familiar. Uh, and we were talking to our community. It was pro predominantly going to be LGBT people. Um, I think it actually, for the most part, was 100%, except for maybe one or two uh, potential employees. Uh, so we, we, were t we were talking to our own people, uh, but and we had prepared our presentation. We knew we were, we were doing a fireside chat for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then it was going to be a Q&A &A afterwards. And I think um, you and I were both so nervous I remember at the at the uh, when they were uh, putting the microphones on us because they they put us uh, they put those uh, lavalier microphones on us so that we didn't have to hold a microphone um, and then everybody in the audience could hear us. I remember when they were the, the tech guys were miking us up. I was thinking to myself, I quite honestly might rather die right now than go up on that stage <laughs> and speak. And I was like, I can't believe I'm actually having that thought. Like, how is death better than going up there and speaking up, up in front of a whole bunch of people who by and large are our are, are, are community right um, but we, we were so deathly afraid and I remember thinking to myself is there is there a way that I can tell David to just go do this all by himself <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't <laughs> and I'm so glad that we were wearing we wore suits um, because if I didn't have a sport coat on, there was a good chance you probably would have saw a ring around the pits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was probably the case for both of us. But I think one of the things you're kind of pointing out here, John, which will highlight to you as well, that sometimes pursuing what you want and knowing and going after what you really, really want isn't always a cakewalk. And it isn't always... Um, exciting. Sometimes there is a little bit of trepidation, some fear, uh, some extra work, and some, to a certain degree, begging from other people to actually get what you want, to go after that and to get started down that path. Yeah, I think if you're, if you're trying to... I think most of us have a strong desire or a yearning or something that they, they really, really want that motivates them, that inspires them. And more often than not, I think it's not necessarily what everybody else has or what you can easily get. It takes, I mean, I think back to even today, I mean, for the most part, you and I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every day. Yeah. And there are some, time, some mornings at 4.30 in the morning when our alarm clock goes off, I do not want to get out of bed. But it's only because we have consistently for four maybe now going on five years here soon of waking up early every morning and staying up late most nights and working most weekends that we've been able to build this platform that has given us this opportunity. It's not sexy waking up at 4.30. Neither of us look hot when we wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, and, I think you are. Oh, oh, you, have, you have sleep in your eyes. <laughs> My glasses are contacts aren't in. Um, so it, it's that if you really... If something is really important to you, if it really inspires and motivates you, there's a good chance that it's not easy, easily attained. And I think because it's not easily attained, that people don't put in the effort to, to achieve it. And even 
when you do get the opportunity to do what it is you really want to do, that's not the ultimate goal. I mean, we, I don't know, our fireside chat was about 10 or 15 minutes long. Probably the first half of that, I don't even remember. It was it was like I was I blacked out from drinking. <laughs> and I have no idea what happened for six or eight minutes. Um, I just remember thinking to myself, okay, we've practiced this presentation, this fireside chat, ca casual off-the-cuff conversation. We practiced it over and over and over again. And I thought, just stick with it, stick with what you know, stick with what you know. And I remember just kind of repeating what I had essentially memorized for the most part. And it wasn't until halfway through that I started to calm down and I could deliver what we had prepared a little, uh, little bit, with a little bit more awareness. And then luckily, I mean, the audience was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, the, the, the Q&A that we had afterwards was where I think I, I finally really started to become comfortable and, and be able to enjoy the actual experience. But if it wasn't for us, you know, you know, Lisa Nichols has this quote, and I'm going to just paraphrase it, but she says, you have to continue to stretch yourself. You have to continue to, to challenge yourself. Um, if you're not challenging yourself, then you're staying at homeostasis, and that's not going to help you be the best version of yourself that you can be. And she always says that your knees are supposed to knock just a little bit. Your teeth are supposed to chatter just a little bit. You're supposed to have at least two butterflies in your stomach. Now, I had probably 10 butterflies in my stomach <laughs> at that Prudential event. But, and if you would have asked, I, we haven't seen video of it. I think there might be video of it, but we haven't seen it. And if you would have asked me if based on that experience, if I thought Prudential was going to hire us back to, to, to speak in an event, I would say, I don't, 50-50. Yeah, probably 50-50. I mean, I don't, you know, we didn't fall flat on our faces, but I don't know that we actually knocked anything out of the ballpark. <laughs> but we're, we are now uh, scheduled to speak to their an event of theirs um, this coming June. Yeah, right. So we clear, we clearly did something well enough that they invited us back. Now our responsibility is next time really knock it out of the ballpark so that we can you know we obviously created some value for the audience in San Francisco and for the Prudential folks. My challenge to us now is that we provide even more value to the next audience and the Prudential folks. Right. One of the other things that uh, Lisa Nichols, along with a, a whole host of other motivational speakers, I think one of the first person that people I've ever heard say this was Earl Nightingale. To achieve the things that you've never done before, you must do the things you've never done before. You must say the things you've never done before. And I think that most of us go through life and when we start to hit a downturn in life, we say to ourselves, why aren't things getting better for me? Or we sit there and we say, I want things to be better, but the amount of effort and time that we put in to actually make things better is oftentimes not in accordance with the desire of the things that we want to get. Yeah. You look at some of these individuals who, I think Bill Gates started going to the library when he was 12 and creating punch cards for computers. He started learning about computers when he was 12 years old. No wonder when he was a senior, or, or, or sorry, uh, a freshman in college, he was at that point where he could say, I'm moving on. I don't need this education. I know more about computers and I'm going to go off and start my own company. He put in 
years and years of work. And he was at the forefront of watching what was going on. That's what it takes to become someone like Bill Gates. But most of us go to work eight hours a day. And at the end of the year, when it comes time for reviews, we're expecting a promotion or a big raise, but we've done exactly what our bosses have expected of us. Yeah. And the same thing goes with the rest of our lives. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you can't be an entrepreneur and expect great things on one hour a week. It takes a little bit more than that. Yeah, you have to put in much more time than that. I think, is it Les Brown who said that, or maybe it's Wayne Dyer, uh, who said that, a college, high school and a college degree prepares you for an eight-hour-a-day job. It prepares you for a 40-hour-a-week job. It does not prepare you to become the CEO. It does not prepare you to become a successful entrepreneur. It does not prepare you to become a leader in an industry. Um, that is what the education that you give yourself after you graduate earns you. Um, it's not the hours on Netflix. It's not the hours on Instagram or Facebook. It's the books that you've read. It's the it's the inspirational and educational videos that you watch. Um, it's the podcasts that you listen to. It's the work that you put in. It's it's all the failure that you put in. And while I would have given us maybe an F or a maybe at best a C, or yeah. Or, uh, no, I wouldn't have given. If I would have given, I probably would have given us a C for for um, Prudential, uh, maybe best a B. Um, but it's only because we've continued to work at it and chip away at it and took that opportunity that we're now able to strive for the A. Right. And this whole idea of where you're at today is the culmination of all the decisions and the actions that you've taken to this point. I think about the, I, the, the, who would you rather hire? Would you rather hire an idea person or an execution person? And all of us have great ideas. Every single person can come up with good ideas. And we've heard about this before, of, what, of somebody who has had an idea and they came up with this idea and maybe they even wrote it down or, or, or did a little bit of work on it. But then... Weeks, months, years later, somebody actually executed on it, and they're the they're now the millionaire or the billionaire. But the idea came from someone, or started with someone, or was in the mind of someone long before. But the person who actually executed on it is the one who is a successful person. So when we really, how do we get what we really, really want? We have to execute on it, right. and execution is never perfect. The first time. No, as I think we've shown. Luckily, you know, we, we just came back from a week in Ohio. We got the opportunity to speak at three different locations. Uh, we, get, we're, we spoke with the University of Akron's LGBTU student union group, which was fun. And that, quite honestly, the, the start of that anyway was initially scary for me. This was a little bit daunting too, because this particular time we were down at the, the foot of an auditorium with spotlights on us. Right. <laughs> and it was hard to see out beyond the first couple of rows. So it was a little bit daunting for us not having that kind of experience talking. But we but we did it. We prepared for that uh, ad nauseum and we executed on And the engagement that we got from those students, the questions that they had about money and about success and about how they can help themselves financially after they graduate college just bowled us away. I mean, we, we probably spoke, had a... Uh, uh, Q&A for about 
45 minutes to right. an hour right. after that, which surprised me. I was because I wasn't sure if you know talking about money was a boring topic to them or if they were engaged in it, but they were they were on top of it. And that I'm glad that we we continue to, to say, we said that Prudential was just the first rung for us. We're going to continue to work on this, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that we did that with with, the, with those students because it seemed to really connect with them. Um, and I can't wait to see what the results of that conversation was. And then um, we'll be. And then the next day we spoke at a Skylight Financial Group, which is out of Cleveland, and that was to talk talk with that advisory firm's employees, clients, and prospects. And we, our delivery at that point was even better, and the engagement was just as good, if not better. I mean, we had every single person there that was not an employee. We talked with everybody that was there, but every single person that was not an employee waited in line to talk to us afterwards to talk <laughs> about what their current struggle is or uh, what asking asking for what our advice was. And it was just very enthralling that we were able to add some value to, to, to people right. because we did something that we had never done before. And we decided what we did in San Francisco was just a baseline. We are gonna, we're gonna make ourselves better and we're gonna continue to chip away at this. And we're gonna continue to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. We're gonna continue to, I mean, the week prior, last weekend, two weekends ago, we, did that presentation, well, 18 times between Friday and Sunday. Yes. And that, you know, we recorded it, we critiqued ourselves, we did parts of it that we were struggling with we, several times in a row, we did the, the full length thing several times, and we continued to chip out because our, our goal was we're going to become successful at it. And then we got the, you know, the opportunity to speak at or participate at University of Akron's Women in Diversity Symposium, where I spoke on a panel, um, but then we were there all day. It was an all-day event um, for uh, trying to motivate women and pe- uh, people of other diversity to get into financial planning and money management. And had we not continued to toil at it, we never would have gotten that opportunity. Right. And I think that you know, th- th- we had to give things up. And I think very often many in our community, many in our society, aren't willing to give up things to get what they say they really want. They're more focused on getting what they kind of want. So they say they want to have their own business. They say they want to be able to have their own show. They want to have this kind of a career. But they're stuck in the 9 to 5 grind and they're weekend warriors and you know we had to we we had plans two weekends ago the weekend that we did our 18 present practice presentations we had plans to get together with good friends of ours who we love hanging out with we're supposed to ride bikes around denver um and stop at different breweries and talk and and, and taste beer that is a perfect sunday afternoon for us and the weather was beautiful that the weather day was too. beautiful right yeah and but we had to say sorry guys we can't do this this the, these presentations in Ohio are a little bit more important to us right now, and our goal is to give up a little bit now so that we can have, so that in the future we can have two or three bikes and brews a week, right. and not have it interfere with uh, with our business. So we did, and we also took two or three weeks off of drinking wine, mm-hmm. which for us was not having as much wine as we normally do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, we went several days without wine, um, and I think a lot of people, you know, get easily sucked into Netflix, get easily sucked into Facebook. Um, many in our community are sucked into, into happy hours and going out dancing. Um, Sunday brunch, su- Sunday, Sunday fun, fun day. day. Yeah. Right. And is that what you really want? And like you say in our presentation, those things in and of themselves aren't bad, but if there's too many of those things, then you're, you're filling your time up with those little things and you're not going to get what you say you really, really want. So I question, what is it you really, really want? Exactly. Do you want Sunday fun day brunch? more than you actually want to have your own business. Right. 
And making those little changes uh, or choices. You know, what do I want? Um, John and I are, are on a path towards both of us being able to be full-time employees of Debt Free Guys, to work for ourselves, to not be reliant on anyone else. And although we're not there that right now, I still have a full-time job. We have started asking ourselves this question. Will this choice bring me home from work? Will this choice allow me to be here and with John and working for Debt Free Guys and providing you the kind of content that is most valuable and that we can spread this message of uh, of being money conscious and living a debt-free life and still having a good time, we can spread that to even more people because we know that with the two of us both focused on this, that we'll be able to take our message further and, and wider and to the audience that uh, more of an audience that really needs it, whether that's face-to-face, -face, creating more video content for you on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Um, writing more content in artic in, for articles like Forbes or putting stuff out on Huffington Post, Queer Voices, that the, uh, us being able to do that is where the real value will come, but it will also allow us to have the financial lifestyle that we want to have because um, we will be spending time together. Right. Yeah. Well, to me, it's a different version of, what, of one of our favorite questions. When people ask for advice on how to, how to get in line, get their spending in line with what their goals are, we often say, use the example of that we apply to ourselves. Do we want to have a margarita across the street here in Denver, or do we want to have a margarita on the beach of Puerto Vallarta? And it's always the beach of Puerto Vallarta. So maybe that means we have to give up that margarita here in Denver. Well, the same thing applies, I think, to this. Do we want to have bikes and brews this weekend with the boys, or do we want to create a business that we can have bikes and brews in the middle of the week with the boys? Right. Do we want to have bikes and brews in Hawaii with the boys? Right. You know, that's that's the kind of life that we're, we're trying to build for ourselves. And so we our question to you today is, what is it you really, really want? Do you really, really want to have happy hours and fancy dinners at, at, at the newest restaurant? Or do you really want to be financially independent? Do you really want to buy that dream house um, and be able to afford that dream house and not become house poor? Do you, want, do you really want to be able to, to travel the world? Do you really want to be geographically liberated? Right. And oftentimes when we look at those people that we admire and we want to be like, we see them in their current state we don't see how they got to where they're at. And we want to go from where we're at today to where they're at today in one big step. But we all know that that's not possible. I will not walk onto a stage in Newark, New Jersey in June with Prudential and sound and be motivating and as exciting as, a to as Tony Robbins. That's just not going to happen. But I know that... In order to get closer, I have to take those steps and I have to start taking those steps on a regular basis and putting forth that effort. And so that's what we are encouraging you to do is think about what it is that you really, really want and the small minutia that we can allow to cloud out or take us away from what we really, really want. Yeah, I think it, it, it requires, we talk some about um, creating new neural pathways 
we, we are where we are today because of the decisions that we made yesterday. So if you're not happy with where you are today, you've got to change your behaviors. You've got to do different things and say, say different things to get to a new place. Well, unfortunately, or the challenge for us is, well, we're where we are today based on the neural pathways that we've created. When we come home from work, do we automatically turn on the computer, microwave a dinner, and sit in front of TV for the next six hours? Do we automatically stop at the liquor store and pick up a six-pack of beer before we come home? Um, do we automatically say yes every RSVP for that, that, that fills up our weekend? Or do we consciously say, I'm, I'm going to break those behaviors, I'm going to make new decisions so I can get to a different place? It's kind of like the challenges that people with addiction have. When they are inspired, when they get that trigger for wine or drugs or alcohol, I should say, I'm sorry, alcohol or drugs, um, it's hard for them to make that trigger go away. They've got to take conscious steps, sometimes going through rehab, to, to create new neural pathways so that they can reduce the number of times they respond to that trigger or maybe and maybe even the ultimate goal never responding to that trigger ever the same thing i think we're all conditioned to to certain behaviors we're all creatures of habit so when we come home do we do the same thing every day when we wake up do we do, do, do the same thing every day well you're going to need to do different things you're going to need to make different decisions to get different results exactly the quote from Gandhi is just just popped into my head head and I looked it up. I'm going to read this to you. Keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. And we all know I think the, what feeds our soul and what's deep down inside, what it is that we really, really want, whether it's as Christopher and Jonathan, who we had on a couple weeks ago on our podcast, to have to start a family and and uh, to adopt children, or if our goal is to uh, to have a particular thing, maybe you want to build your own home or you want to have a home in a particular location. Or maybe it's simply you want to have a better relationship with your husband or wife. If it doesn't start out with the thinking, it will never become the words, the behavior, or the habits that will lead to the things that you really, really want. Right. And I think it's important to also mention that it's not easy to get what you want. Steve Jobs said in one of the panel that he was on one time that Everybody always tells you to be successful in life, you need to find your passion. But passion is just the fuel. Nobody ever tells you that it's hard to do that. It's hard to wake up at 4.30 every day. It's hard to work every weekend. It's hard to stay up late every night, ch chipping out away at what your goals are. And that's why you need the passion, because if you're not passionate behind it, you're not going to be able to execute on that hard strategy. But you have to know that if it's really worth it to you, if you really, really want it, there's a good chance it's going to be hard to get. Right. So you, you need to be prepared for that and because and, if you don't really want it, you're going to fail at trying to achieve it. Right. But I think of the Pareto Principle 80-20 rule, 80% 80 of it is hard work and 20% of it is a good time. And the good time, 
the fun that you get to have when you are achieving your destiny, when you're achieving those things that you really, really want, it outweighs all of the 20 per, or the 80% of hard work. John and I were laying, <laughs> John and I were laying in the bed after uh, the, at our hotel room on Thursday after having spoken uh, at the symposium. We we're just laying there still in our dress clothes from, <laughs> from being uh, at the event. And we had this amazing feeling, this huge smile on our face. And we were so excited that we have participated in something that is going to help make the queer community stronger, more powerful, and pillars of support for our global community. And that's what makes us get up and do what we do every single day. Yeah, you know, this Diversity and Women in Diversity Symposium, it was the, the first of hopefully uh, an annual symposium to help get more minorities and women into financial planning and, and into, into finance. Um, and there were probably about 200 people there, 300? Yeah, probably about 200. And they, there were representatives of, of all sorts of different, um, what's the, of minority groups. Of course, you know, women aren't a minority, but... Um, Obviously, they're 51 or 52%. But there were a number of women there, of course. And then there were Latino people and, and African-American people. There were all sorts of different you know, minorities. David and I were the only two LGBT people there that we know of or that were, were publicly known to be LGBT at that event. And it was such a, an honor to be able to represent our community at this diversity symposium and also be able to provide a voice. And it was being able to provide that voice and adding value for our community and for that the group of people that were there to think about, oh, okay. Because I, I quite honestly think if we had not been there, some people would not have thought about LGBT people in the diversity column. I think it might have right. gotten – some forgotten. people might have forgotten about it. Not intentionally, not, not that they were being deliberately dismissive. I think they just might not have thought about it. So the fact that we were there – there were some people who were going through their presentations, and I think because they saw us, they also mentioned LGBT people after they mentioned African American people, Latino people, you know, whatever, all the different nuances or uh, different um, minorities that are available. So that was very exciting that we were able to provide that kind of value. And that's, I think, ultimately what everybody's looking for a way to provide value on this earth. Everybody's looking for what what their purpose is here. And when you, and ours I think is an example of when you figure out what your passion is and you're willing to do the hard work it takes, um, including giving up the things that are, that are fun and short-term gratification, then the long-term goals, as you were saying, long-term achievement is much more rewarding. Exactly. So our challenge to you this week is to ask yourself, are you settling or is there something else that you really, really want? And if you really, really want it, are you willing to do, are you really, really willing to do what it's going to take to get it? Right. And sometimes you need to share that with people. Share it with your friends and family. If you don't have an advocate in your corner, in your life with what it is that you really, really want, share it with us. You can always contact us at debtfreeguys.com using the contact link. Direct message us on Facebook, tweet to us on Twitter, 
we're out there. Uh, and we'd be happy to champion you as a, uh, or what it is that you really, really want. Yeah. If there's any way we can help you, certainly let us know. So your challenge while you're driving to and from work this week, am I living the life I really, really want? And if you're not, what do I have to do in order to get what I really, really want? Exactly. And then, as they say, do it. Do it. Do it. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week on another episode of Queer Money. So it's not enough to be inspired. It's not enough to want something. We must make the commitment to do and say and think and learn and feel and try and try and fail and try again to do whatever it takes to get what we really, really want. Otherwise, we'll continue to only get what we kind of want. And if you only kind of want something, you're kind of settling, and that steals from your opportunities and the value that you can provide the rest of the world. Tell us what you really, really want, and let us know how we can help you, because we really, really, really want to help you. Okay, we just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Would help me if I had a personal chef made all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead, I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) The other end, I like the butts, so. (laughs) From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.